Let's uh, let's read an, a research article. Yeah. Okay. A lot of the times, my gateway to reading actual research articles is a news mm-hmm. article, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's a whole nother level of like where you need to be skeptical and vet your sources. But so I read an article, mm-hmm. and here's here's like a quote from the article, and. First of all, if you're reading a news article and they talk about a study and they don't link the actual study for you to read, Uh get out of there. Mm -hmm. Just get out of there. Don't even give them your time. Um, So this is what the article uh, stated. According to a recent study published in JAMA Oncology, JAMA's good. JAMA's a good source, uh, I would say. American Medical Association, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty valid. It's definitely peer-reviewed. Definitely Mm -hmm. peer-reviewed. Researchers found that those who live an extremely sedentary life can be as much as 80% more likely to die of cancer than those who don't sit as much. So first of all, if you just read that and you don't look at mm-hmm. the article, you may walk away thinking, oh, damn, oh my people God. who sit a lot, 80% of people who sit die. a lot are going to die of can are going to get cancer oh. and die. Yeah. So Get up and walk around. Good God. Yeah. But, but also... Read the article because that's not what's going on here. So we're going to go to the article. June 18th, 2020. Great. I can already tell where this is going. Oh, good. Oh, Oh, so it's recent. It's recent, which is great. Uh, Mm -hmm. Typically, like in school, we had to pull articles that were within five years. The the published date, not necessarily the evidence within the article, because like you said, it can take quite a lot of time. But the published date within five years is good. I would say for the general public within 10 years is, is pretty good. Do you think? Yeah, I think that sometimes there there are seminal studies that may have laid the groundwork. Mm. But I think mm, if you're looking mm-hmm. for the latest and greatest, if, if you're not wanting to like see whatever has been written on breast cancer since the beginning of time, then 10 years is probably the best. So boring. All right. Mm. Great. So the, the title of this JAMA Oncology article uh, published on June 18th, 2020 says, Association of Sedentary Behavior with Cancer Mortality in middle-aged and older U.S. adults. So already we've really narrowed the scope here. Right. And the authors have done a great job in saying this is, in the title, they said association, which just yes. means correlation. That it's is code, That is all right? that means. It is code. That is the it's word that we use. This is associated with this. This right. didn't yeah. lead to this. Associate. This is associated with this. Exactly. Yeah. The relationship associated, that's all correlation. That's all that's Mm -hmm. showing. So let's say I'm pulling up, and I know you don't have this article. I'm just looking at it. But let's say I'm just a person and I have like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I want to just understand what the gist of this article is because I cannot believe that 80% of people who sit a lot are (laughs) going to get cancer and die. I'm doomed. Mm -hmm. And rightly so. That's a a (laughs) ridiculous. We're all dead. Um, (laughs) Where should I go first? What should I look at? I would, I, I think if you have five minutes, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the study title has already told you what their findings yeah. are. Yeah. So I, you, you can, you kind of have an idea, right? Already. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing to read sometimes as a consumer research is the methodology. Okay. And I, because it, it says exactly what the researchers mm-hmm. did. We took it. And that way you can say, did you take individuals and you say, all right, Jocelyn, I'm going to like put a camera in your home and I'm going to watch you 24 seven to see how much you sit. And we're going to draw some kind of outcome based Ah. on that. Or was it a survey? Did I say, 
hello, Lauren, would you please fill out the survey and tell me on average, how much time do you sit per day? Uh, and then you okay. self-report uh -huh. because those are completely different methodologies. Right. If I'm observing you and I'm actually quantifying it, it's a lot different than if I'm asking you to self-report, you know what I mean? And that's just one of two different examples that could have significant changes in what the results yeah. show. Because I'm not yeah. necessarily going to okay. answer a self-report maybe exactly as truthfully as I might if I'm being recorded. <laughs> or, or you... Or you may or not know. You may, or, yeah. Or if you are in the midst of your cancer treatment, you're like, I feel tired all the time. I swear to God, I sit for 23 hours a day. Yes. Maybe you yes. overestimate yeah. versus exactly. underestimate. Yeah. That's, a, that's definitely a big factor there. I remember no that phase. You yeah. barely stand up for the two um, minutes it took me to brush my teeth. <laughs> I remember you sitting brush. down to brush your teeth on your stool in the bathroom. Can't do it. So tired. Stay is oh, done my toothbrush already. is so heavy. All right. So, <laughs> can't oh even God. imagine. Cannot oh even God. imagine. Okay. So another another word for methodology. It looks like in this article is design setting and participants yes. is that yes. methodology methods design setting participants all that stuff is, okay. is how they did it how it was done all right i'm gonna read what they have here because usually mm -hmm. these the method is like usually there's a summary at the beginning and it's just like a paragraph mm -hmm. um so they say here a prospective cohort study conducted in the contiguous i hope i'm saying that word right u.s mm -hmm. included 8002 black and white adults aged 45 years or older, enrolled in the Reasons for Geographic and Racial Differences in Stroke study. The present analysis mm. was performed from April 18, 2019 to April 21st, 2020. I'm already confused. I thought we were talking about cancer here, and these are people in enrolled in a stroke yeah. study. So, what is already, going on? So, already, and this is data... Uh, from a researcher's perspective, data in the form of a human being is hard to get sometimes. Oh, and so human it, beings, I, I mean, know. us and human so, beings, what? Right. Those, <laughs> um, oh my God. So sometimes if, if you're going to do a big, big study, let's say the stroke, this big stroke group got all this funding from the government to do a big study and, mm -hmm. and a cancer group comes to them and says, we will, can we, can we join y'all? If you're going to be getting all these folks in for the study, can we add a oh. separate item in and study cancer outcomes in addition to stroke outcomes? And so, and, well, sure, that's fine. So then they combine They're forces. marking research. Yeah, of course, because, oh, okay. you know, it's, it's hard. Otherwise, you know, you, you're trying to recruit the same people, you know, this to try to. sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So as a result, now we have people who, and already just in your description, there is a, a spurious variable that wasn't accounted for in that original news article because we already What's have that? people who were identifying for that I, I'm assuming are at risk for stroke. So what yeah. other health factors do they have associated with them that may also influence their risk for cancer? That has nothing to do with their sedentary lifestyle. That just has yeah. some, something else to do with are they are overweight or obese or do they what's their diet look like what i mean what mm. other environmental exposures do they have that may increase their likelihood of of increased stroke but may also increase their likelihood of in, uh having cancer that has nothing to do at all with their the amount, the amount of sitting they do a day do they live mm. near a power plant wow exactly 
or, or a petroleum <laughs> right? you know, yeah. factory or whatever else. You know, there's their so... downstairs neighbors smoke like a chimney every time they're sitting outside on right. their balcony. Or or your your spouse or whoever yeah. else. Yeah. That, are they yeah. smokers? And there's there's yeah. so many things that that play a role in that. Um, and that's why I think that we you start to get overly critical sometimes because research mm. can never be perfect. And and if you're trying to get people to participate, sometimes you're like, it's fine. We'll just, you know, we'll do stats <laughs> to kind of gloss over that. It'd be all right. <laughs> but you, you have to be mindful that all those variables play a role in this kind of stuff. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Mm. After you check the methodology, where mm-hmm. would I go next? The results. No, okay. no, not the results. I'm sorry. The, either the discussion or conclusion. Like okay. the results is where all the stats are. So don't the worry about results. That. You should see this. It's like five paragraphs of a lot of like acronyms and numbers and percentages. Numbers and parentheses. Yeah. So we're going to go and right tables. over that. Yep. Skip that. Okay. I'm going straight to conclusions and relevance. There you go. One paragraph. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. In this cohort study, greater sedentary time as measured with accelerometry, accelerometry, I think they wore pedometers. That's how they, because I read a full article, they wore pedometers so that they could measure their movements. Uh, Greater sedentary time appeared to be independently associated with cancer mortality risk. Replacing sedentary time with either LIPA or MVPA, which were two different ways to move. Mm -hmm. One, I think, was to like moving a little bit. One was moving a lot. Um, Mm -hmm may be associated with a lower risk of cancer mortality. These findings suggest that the total volume of sedentary behavior is a potential cancer mortality risk factor and support the public health message that adults should sit less and move more to promote longevity. And I think that public health message, sure, that makes sense across the board. What a journey we just went on. Move a little. (laughs) That's, that you, you you know that seems very benign and i appreciate that that recommendation get up and move what, i got yeah, michelle obama in my head but one thing that <sighs> I, I think when you read that sentence independently associated with yeah you make it mean? it makes it that makes of of the variables that they analyzed and you'd yeah. have to go back to look to see what all those variables were it's not independent association of everything like you can't measure everything yeah so of all the variables that they analyzed and they did probably uh, an, a, what's called an ANOVA analysis or a, a MANOVA, which is a multiple analysis of variance to see how much variability there is in certain variables based, you know, to control for each mm-hmm. other, other variables. Yep. Yep. Um, you can say, all right, this one, this one thing was independently, was most strongly correlated with this thing. So the lack of mobility or the immobility was, was most strongly correlated with cancer, but there was probably a thousand other variables that weren't analyzed, you know, that, mm. that, that are either difficult to measure, difficult to analyze, complex, they didn't include in the original study, whatever else. And so is it a good message to say that people should be mobile and to not be overly sedentary? Yeah, it's a great message. Sure. But to say that if you are sedentary and, you know, if you take an afternoon to sit down for a little while that you've just increased your cancer risk, I think is a, pretty stark message to send and I, yeah yeah i think the article that makes sense it, like the news article which i don't mm-hmm. i remember what news i read it on but i i think it's slightly irresponsible to put mm. to say that this article is saying 
that 80% of people who sit a lot get cancer and die. Mm-hmm. And that is... I would agree. Yeah, that's not okay. And right. that is why you read the article. Yeah. And that's why you should... But again, research is is complicated and it's complex and it's it's difficult to understand. And if I don't have, if I'm not a researcher, if I'm a journalist and I see this article, I'm like, oh crap, look at okay. you know, because uh, they don't always it, do it on purpose, I guess. No, I don't. But uh, I don't. But I, also, I, I, I like, I'd like to hope not. There's a lot of what ifs that go yeah. in they all might. of that. I don't. I know. Yeah. And, and I think that's why research gets very exciting because, again, you try to control for all those things, but it's hard. And then does it, there's a very fine line between saying this led to this or this is associated with this with nothing else involved and it being yeah. so artificial that you can't, you, you can't apply it to the real world. Hmm. Research. Who can trust it? I'm just kidding. You can trust okay. it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But you should be critical of it. You can but trust you it, but you should be critical of it because yeah. it's, yes. not always, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to you know, show 100% of the time. You should trust it, be, be critical of it. I think it's okay to call some research articles from news articles. I think that's fine. And the more you mm-hmm. do it, the more you'll get used to what the words are and, and what they mean. And especially if you have a friend who's smarter than you are you, that you can go to, like you, Jonathan, and I can be like, what does this mean again? What is that? And then you can explain it. It's like anything. It's like learning a language. Mm-hmm. Research is it a is. language. Mm-hmm. And you have it to totally learn is. the words yeah. and the meanings and, and the dual very, meanings. And Yeah. And I can understand, again, you look at that results section and all, it's just, it's a whole bunch of things that are very confusing to understand. So yeah. the, the methods, okay. like how did they do it and what did they find? Yeah, And the limitations are also good to read, too, because the limit, if a researcher is a good researcher, then they will say there are limitations associated with what we did because we didn't measure blah, 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 or we didn't do this, this, mm-hmm. this, or, you know, they, they know themselves that this is not perfect and they should be able to articulate why it's not. Yeah. Good. That's good to good. know. Well, in conclusion, <laughs> research. You should do it. You should read it. News articles, maybe. Maybe start with the basics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. American Cancer Society is a good place Mm -hmm. to start. Susan G. has some good research articles they link to. You know, all those great places. Your oncologist. Um, Mm -hmm. Typically, I mean, mine, I know, is always reading the latest research. I mean, as evidenced by him flipping me to Cadsila after the New England Journal of Medicine put out that huge study. We were like... Mm -hmm thousands and thousands of people in that study um that's a good good place place. to start Mm -hmm. yeah a good place to start if you're if you're going to dr google and doing some googling if you find a title that says a review if it has review Mm -hmm. in the title Mm -hmm. sometimes that's really good because that means that a researcher has gone and said i want to analyze all the studies that have been done on women with uh, breast cancer who have triple pot, like they, you know, they kind of pull all the research on one particular subject or one particular population and they summarize all of it. Mm. And so yeah. they, they keep a lot of the statistics yeah. out that they'll say that we pulled all these studies and we whittled it down in this way. And then we ended up with 10 studies and we read all those studies and overall the outcomes of those studies are more. And you should trust these studies because they were done well, or you should trust these eight because they were done well, but these two weren't done so well. 
And so review articles are really, really helpful if you don't want to get into the, the weeds of statistics and all of this stuff. And it will give you an overview of the subject. So anything, an article that starts, that has the word review in it is helpful. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about Google Scholar? I think that it's, it is a, a legitimate uh, secondary source. So okay. I think people need to go to PubMed, CINAHL, EMBase, PsycInfo, all those major um, private uh, uh, public dot um, org databases, you know, that okay. are um, managed by uh, librarians and, and people who actually index studies and make sure that they're they're categorized correctly. Google Scholar, I think if you wanted to go in, if, if like, for example, in my review that I have to write this semester for one of my classes, I'm using Google Scholar to make sure I'm not missing anything after I've already gone through PubMed, CINAHL, mm. EMBase, and Cochrane. So it is okay. a great ancillary service. But it's also people don't have access. You know, I completely appreciate the fact that I've got access to PubMed and I can go and pull whatever article I want at any yeah. given time. And people don't have that. And PubMed is incredibly cumbersome to use. So Google it is, is even a, for me. Is it? Yeah, it, for a lot of folks, it's very difficult to figure out. So yeah. Dr. Google, Google Scholar, I think if that's what you have access to, that is perfectly fine. Cool. Or find a friend who's in a maybe a PhD a program. program and ask them. <laughs> Google stuff. Or, yeah, maybe your work has a librarian. If you work at a hospital, you can ask them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very, very cool. Research. I like and it. Even if you don't have, uh, let's say you have your oncologist gives you information about something. Even if you don't want to look at the whole article, you can still read the abstract and kind of, yeah. you know, that gives you a nice, concise overview of what they was studied and what they found. Um, it won't get into the meat of a lot of things, but that if you have, like you said, Jocelyn earlier, five minutes, the abstract mm -hmm. is probably something that can kind of give you an idea of what that study showed. I'm guessing people only have five minutes and that's why um, there's all of this. That's why there's such a wealth of misinformation because people are getting their five minutes off of Facebook, mm. Pinterest, and yeah. Instagram instead of just looking at the abstract of an actual article. So yeah. that's not to say there aren't sources on Instagram that I do follow for mm -hmm. the research, but you just have to vet those sources. Right. In the same way that you'd be critical of a research article. Yeah. No, I think it's important to learn how to dissect that. Just, I mean, for instance, just the way you said, well, if it has this in the title. And I think that that's a really important piece that, um, you know, maybe mm -hmm. somebody just looking through, like what Jocelyn says, looking for five minutes um, to know that, to look for those things. I think that's really wonderful information and, and great to share with everybody. Mm -hmm.